everyone, and welcome to Building Blocks of a Biblical Marriage. I'm Pastor Jeremy Varner. And I'm Allison. We welcome you back for our final podcast of the season. We're going to be taking a break over the summer, but we invite you to go back. If you've not seen all eight of our episodes, they need to go check those out, don't they, Allison? Yep. Where can they find that at? Hmm, good question. YouTube. YouTube, too. Yep. Spotify. Oh, absolutely. Spotify, YouTube, and SoundCloud. There you Bing. go. So, we invite you to do that. That'll keep you occupied over the summer. If you haven't watched all of the series, you want to go back and watch those. Uh, and Lord willing, uh, based upon your response, we may or may not return in the fall. So, stay tuned. We'll be more information, bring you more information uh, soon on that. Anyway, today is a special day. Today is... What's today? Seems like there's something important about today. Oh! How can I forget? It's Sunday! Ha <laughs> ha. Actually, it's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers out there. I want to say Happy Mother's Day to my mom, Jackie Varner. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Love you. Happy Mother's Day to my mom, Linda, in Asheville. Love you, Mom. Yes, I love you too, Mama Linda. <laughs> Uh, so we want to have a, a sort of a conversation today about mothers. Uh, felt like that's kind of an appropriate thing to talk about today, so let's do that. And uh, again, we're going to leave the comments on, so if you have any questions or statements or things you'd like to share, you can do so right below. Uh, if you're listening online or listening via the podcast, uh, then again, we invite you to write us, pastor at cbclagrange.org, share your thoughts. Share your concerns, perhaps share a subject you'd like for us to talk about in an upcoming episode, and perhaps we'll get to that. So let's dive right into today's topic, mothers. Uh, of course, you must begin where it all begins in the beginning uh, with the Genesis account. And in that account, we find the mother of all creation, Eve. And Eve, of course, is taken from the rib of man. And he is incomplete without her. What was it that God said uh, about man before uh, he finished everything? What was it he kind of yeah, said? He needed help. He needed help. <laughs> and Lord knows us yep. men need some help. So he gave him a helper. And she's the mother of all, if you would. Uh, that's how this whole thing began. And so uh, shout out to Mama Eve. <laughs> but yeah so so anyway that began the whole story and from there whoo it's been downhill ever since mama <laughs> uh but i i do want us to talk a little bit about uh this idea of moms moms influence in so many ways uh they are the nurturers of the family they are the comforters um you know when when uh, junior comes to you and uh has an ouchie dad says rub a little dirt on it yeah but what does mom do Kisses the boo-boos. Yes, kisses the boo-boos yep. and makes them feel much, much better. Yep, wipes the tears. That's right. And that's what a mom does, which is a reflection of the character of God. Uh, there are passages. In fact, I did a, a sermon series sometime back. You could probably look on our archives and find uh, where I spoke to uh, those attributes uh, that are found in God that are nurturing in nature where it's his loving kindness, his graciousness, his compassion uh, that is often hardwired into moms. And we find that throughout Scripture. And so, uh, again, unique qualities that God has poured into a mother 
that separates, uh, once again, regardless of what society and culture says, there is a great difference between mom and dad, and both are very much needed in a biblical marriage, in a family, in a home, period. So, uh, what are your thoughts when you think about motherhood? Uh, what are some things, Allison, that, that sort of come to mind uh, for you as a mom? What, what are moms out there thinking today? What just... Let's just get get this thing rolling here. What do you what do you think moms out there today are pondering? It depends really on what season of life you're in. Okay. As How far so? as motherhood. Okay. Um honestly, my first thought when you asked me that was a man cannot do this. <laughs> even though A to the men. I mean, really, even yeah. though like there's a movement today in, in the American culture for sure. Mm-hmm. This um this may be opening up too much of a can of worms, but the transgender mm-hmm. type issue where Certainly. they're trying to take our place, mm. and that's clearly not the design. But back to the original question, I guess, um, really depends on the season of life. Okay. You know, what stage your child is in. Um, if you're not a mother and you long to be that mother, that's a whole other you know, deal to issue to deal with okay. to wrestle through. Um, so, yeah, so bring with, them back around. Yeah, so with that in mind, uh, we remember. Mm-hmm. We remember, uh, and, and no doubt there are folks out there watching right now or listening online, and they long to be a mother. And for whatever reason, it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we remember a season in our life where um, we assumed that we would be married X amount of years and uh, then we would begin to start our family. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what's the old saying? Uh, man makes the plan and God laughs. Yeah, that's right. And when the time came, it wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. And we weren't having children. And we had actually gotten to a place to where we had sort of resolved um, we're just not going to have children in that way. Yeah. And I remember there were a lot of Mother's Days mm-hmm. where Allison would come home and, and I would have to wipe those tears yeah. because it was a hard season. Mm-hmm. Wanting to be a mom, not being able to be a mom, and for a number of years we, we battled with that and weren't sure that we were going to be able to uh, have children. Yeah. We began to look into adoption, which again is a viable option mm-hmm. for many out there. In fact, I would encourage anyone out there who is a believer in Christ, uh, we have been adopted into the family of God. Adoption should be at the very heart of us as believers, and we know uh, many of uh, fine folks who, who have uh, chosen that path. And what a blessing yeah. to be able to exemplify the very uh, love of Christ yeah. uh, by adopting. And so we were looking into that, and, and then we uh, decided we're going to go back to the doctors. One last thing we wanted to, to mm-hmm. try to see if perhaps, um, you know, things could, could get moving. Yep. <clears throat> and in God's time, it, it was his will. And uh, he um, uh, wasn't shortly, it was shortly thereafter that uh, yeah. we found out that uh, we uh, were pregnant. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so our first child, Faith, was born. After that, we kind of say the floodgates were open. <laughs> and uh, we have four children. Uh, again, though, the beauty of that season uh, was 
uh, we wrestled through with a lot of things, specifically the subject of the sovereignty of God. Yeah. You know, we talk as Christians that God is in control, but somehow arrogantly we think we have control of life. Mm-hmm. Like we can plan, I'm going to have 2.5 children. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure how that looks. I guess you'd call <laughs> that a half-brother. <laughs> but that's not how it works, right? Yeah. Uh, we wanted to have children, and we weren't having children. Yeah. When I read through the Genesis account, and I would invite you to go through the scriptures and look through the account just in Genesis alone and look at how many times you see where God opens the womb or God closes the womb. I think we can be a bit arrogant in thinking that somehow we bring about life. What are your thoughts as a mother? I mean, that truly, I saw that firsthand in Mm -hmm. my own life for sure longing for that first child and then once we finally did conceive and immediately wanted to prevent another blessing because that's what scripture refers to them as then it was like what that's crazy like we've prayed and we've tried so long to have one and now i don't want one and i understand i mean i've literally been in those shoes that Mm. it's tough when you have a newborn and you get no sleep. Your mama's out there know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. You don't, you know, you. it's hard to function. So let me stop you right there because you, you made a reference to a scripture passage. And we'll put the scripture reference up here on the screen. But the Bible says that children are a blessing or a heritage, a blessing mm-hmm. from the Lord. And yet, speak to that. You, you kind of passed over that. What did you mean by... We're asking God to bless us, mm-hmm. and yet we're preventing. Talk, talk to us about that. Yeah. Help me understand that. Well, in that season uh, that we were in a drought, so to speak, yeah. with children, we did cry out to the Lord to bless us in that way. And um, finally, He did in, in that answer that prayer in a positive way. But then immediately after, was kind of like, well, you know, let's hold off on another blessing. Did you? What do you mean by that? Speak plain. Was there pressure? Was there? Was there? Uh, was your well, husband? I, I think that's your, just tradition, right? That says, "Oh, don't have children immediately right. after." So we um, got to get you on something to prevent that. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Oh yeah. That, yeah. I mean, my doctors for sure pressured me mm-hmm. in that regard, and Certainly. and just tradition itself. Yeah, American culture. tradition, and, and culture. even culture within the church. That's true. Says, "Oh, sweetheart, don't do this to your body. You need you need a breather." Yeah, yeah. and if, I get it. Again, yeah. I think it's an important subject we need to talk about because this is the pressure. Where does this ideology come from? Does it come from the Word of God? Because we've just talked about yeah, the sovereign children <laughs> are a blessing from God. Yeah. Okay, and we know countless people yeah. who've who've tried to prevent the blessing. God said, "Oh no, you ain't." <laughs> That's true. And ended up with twins. <laughs> exactly. Or some have so, had the snip, snip, know. and all of a sudden, surprise, surprise, we got children. So yeah. again, God is the only one who can give life and sustain life. And you know, folks would say to us, "Well, you have insurance, don't you? You wear a seat belt, don't you?" And how is that like apples, oranges, mm-hmm. Allison? Yeah, well, I'm not creating life or taking life when I'm... Wearing a seatbelt yeah, or, having or purchasing my insurance, right. So, yeah. And, yeah. And, and the Word of God does call children a blessing. Yeah. So anyway, I didn't want to, mean to interrupt, but it's an important topic that 
the church again. Um, I would encourage them to take the journey we took. Do the homework. Yeah. Study it for yourself for sure. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think in the American society, at some point we bought into the lie that says finances are important, Mm -hmm. are more important, and we want to have things. Right. And what it, the status quo? We want to, you know, have make, catch up with the Joneses. Right. Wait. Wait till you have a little more money, and then yeah. you can talk about having children. Yeah. We need. We need to have a little better financial stability yeah. before we, because children are expensive. And yeah. And these are the these are the lies. Oh, yeah. That are being shared, yeah. well, even in the church. And they are expensive. I, I don't negate that at all. Yes. But I'm telling you. But who provides life? Yeah. And who provides the very income? Yeah. Well, I work hard for my money. Yeah, I'm sure you do. But who gave you the health to work that job? Yeah. Who can take away that health in a moment? Yeah. We are so arrogant, oftentimes, uh, ignorantly, um, yeah. uh, that that somehow we have control over these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I offer this in way of testimony. Yeah. And, I, you know, We've, I look at my four children, yeah. and there's not one of them that doesn't want to be here. Yeah. You know, I mean, God had a plan for them. That's right. I didn't plan them. Yeah. I did not plan them. God planned them. Yeah. And for the body of Christ is so adamant, and rightfully so, of fighting against abortion. Yeah. Why then do we, in essence, yeah. um, choose a path that limits, um, hinders, um, at least in in our Understanding, yeah. uh, though ultimately, uh, again, uh, life rests in the hands of God, and I think, uh, for what it's worth, the best birth control is God. Trust Him, and uh, uh, He'll bring His will to pass. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mothers, mm-hmm. we're talking about mothers. So, Allison, what else? What else in those seasons of life? Because we looked at mm-hmm. season number one, we weren't having children, yeah. uh, all of a sudden, we're blessed with children. And the floodgates open. We've got four and have had no more. It's not that, uh, again, we haven't longed for or wanted, but God in his sovereignty has said no. Yeah. And and I'll be real. I'll be totally transparent. Certainly. We have four children in five years. Yes. That was hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was hard. By baby number four, I was thinking, okay, Lord. (laughs) Yeah. I'm it's content okay. if you're content. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll stop here if you want. <laughs> Not that we changed anything. We no, didn't. No. But we trusted the Lord, even with those, you know, not my will, thy will yeah. prayers being done. And There's any knew, other way. <laughs> and he knew, I guess, that we couldn't yeah. handle anymore. So that was fine. And that that um, strengthens our faith. It does. Um, it's funny. I got to share the story. Go ahead. So there was another couple, uh, friends of ours in our life at the time, <laughs> and we kind of started this around the same time. Mm-hmm. We'd have child number one, they'd have child number one. Yep. We'd have child number two, they'd have child number two. Yeah, we were competing. Yeah, it was like child number three, yep. they had child number three. Yep. We had child number four, yep. they had child number four. They had child number five, they had child number six, yep. they had child number seven, child number eight, child yeah, number nine. I child think d- they're at eight. Is it eight? Eight or nine. I'm, okay, I'm really, we lost, lost count. <laughs> we lost count. Um, but again i have watched god bless that family absolutely and i promise you if you sat down with them and had a conversation and they looked at every one of their children there's not a single child there in their midst yeah that they are not that they would that they they would never say oh yeah mm, yeah 
you know, I wish that one wouldn't have been born. Yeah. Well, and we were just recently on the radio heard about Susanna Wesley mm-hmm. had 17 or 18 or yes. 19 children. And, like, John or Charles was, like, 15, number 15. Yeah. So, like, had she not had that many? Yeah. One would, of the founders of the faith, that right. we know it, would not. A lot of your denominations that some yeah. of you are at wouldn't <laughs> even right. exist uh, without John Wesley, without Charles yeah. Wesley. I mean, the so, psalms that you sing in churches. Yeah. And, and, again, that, that was 19 children that she had. 19, and, well, okay. that was a different day. Well, again, who says it's a different day? Yeah, it's a different day in that we have wax cold in our love for one another we have sin has has continued to travail uh which is like birthing pains according to scripture so i wonder what's changed god hasn't changed and at one time in society having many children uh, was actually a sign of wealth it was a richness and uh, i still believe that uh, a man whose quiver is full is a man who is blessed And so, uh, anyways, yeah. uh, for those of you out there, maybe in the season of life we were in, you're unable to have children. Uh, let me encourage you, yeah. uh, adoption option number one. If that's not an option for you, uh, how else would you encourage those mothers? Because, again, you've lived mm-hmm. through that season. Foster care, I think, is a great way. Another there great are option. children who need godly, loving parents. Mm-hmm. Um, whose parents cannot, for whatever reason, take care of them. So that is definitely, there's always needs like that around. And we've known a number of families uh, that have chosen that option. And it's no doubt it has its challenges. But but again, when I look at the influence for the cause of Christ, you talk about building blocks. They have begun to pour into the lives of these young people who um, really by... Uh, most standards have been discarded by society. Uh, and yet, uh, again, these families have brought them into their homes and showed them the love of Christ mm-hmm. and invested in them to make disciples uh, for the cause of Christ. And yeah. so that's an option. I would encourage folks to look there as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and then what else as far as being a mother? Yeah. If, if you don't have yeah. children? Yeah, you're in that season of life. You yeah. long to be a mother. Yep. It's just not happening right now in your life. Yes. What's another piece of advice you would give? Get involved in your kids' ministries at church. Okay. Disciple these young people. Work in the nursery. Moms need a break for one. Certainly. That's helping offset you know their load that yes. they have. Mentor and disciple young people, children, teenage girls need Big mentoring, time. discipling. As a godly woman... That is one of the best things that you can do. God has given you a ministry within the local church. And if you're a born-again believer, he has invested in you the Holy Spirit. He's given you a spiritual gift. And it's to be used to edify and build up the body of Christ. And so there are these young women in your church. I'm reminded of the scriptures uh, as we see in Titus. And it it speaks to us uh, about this in um, chapter 2. But as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine, that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience. Here it is, verse 3. The older women likewise. So the same thing that's expected there of men in the church, the same thing with older women. Likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. 
that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. What is Paul writing here? What is this about? What's he encouraging women there to do, Allison? Teach. Mm -hmm. Train up these younger ladies so that the word of God's going to be fulfilled, so that the word keeps going and going. You know, you talk about the quiver full. Launch those arrows. They're going to go out and impact the world. That's a good thing. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. You want to pass along your knowledge certainly, so that it does not die out. You don't want that to die out with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great words here. And again, in a day where womanhood, motherhood is so assaulted, yeah. um, this is a way that the Word of God is not blasphemed, mm-hmm. you know, by passing it on, by yep. sharing and investing in the lives of the next generation. And so, again, encourage listeners uh, if you're out there, uh, maybe your children are grown. Maybe your grandmother. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have your grandchildren. Invest in them. That should be your project. Discipleship number one is, is raising those grandchildren in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, make it a point to to go out and bring them in. Maybe your your children aren't taking them to church. Uh, find a way to to involve them to get them. Um, go that extra mile to to write them to encourage them uh, with. Christian literature or, or, or just opportunities to, when you're visiting, to, mm-hmm. to take them to a good, sound local church, yeah. a VBS, a, a kid's ministry. Those are ways that, that again, uh, to be a mother in the faith. Yeah. It, whether, again, your grandmother, is a mother or no mother at all, mm-hmm. we as individuals within the body of Christ are called upon to be fathers and mothers yeah. uh, to the next generation spiritually speaking mm-hmm. yeah investing absolutely we've got to invest mm. um, in in others we've got to one of our uh, well our, our, our phrase here our slogan if you would vision statement mission statement ever how you want to present it uh, at Community Baptist Church is internalize yeah and we encourage our people you need to internalize the truth of god's word you need to know christ and have christ indwelling in you as a believer we have that promise we have the promise of the holy spirit but we need to be internalizing the word of god and these are truths of the word of god that that we internalize we don't just memorize we it becomes a part of our very fabric so that we can pass it on to the next generation and then we're told to invest So we internalize, but we invest. We invest in that next generation. We invest in others to make disciples. That's in fulfillment of the commission that God has put us on. This isn't optional. He said, go, make disciples. It's not optional. And making disciples begins with our own children. Uh, And then last, we talk about um, that we should influence. And that influence impacts the community, the state, the, the country, the world around us for the cause of Christ. This is our mission. Uh, And so just as Eve was the mother of all, if you will, uh, that mandate to uh, be fruitful and multiply is still applicable in the spiritual sense as Christians. We are to reproduce disciples. And I think the church has lost sight of that. And that is an important thing uh, this Mother's Day that we'd like to remind our listeners of.
Allison, any closing thoughts as we kind of wrap this up? I know we didn't get into a whole lot. Season one, we were in season one. Um, how about let's run through a couple of other seasons real quick. Can we do that? Season two, what does that look like? Okay, so when your children are small and you're just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was my mentality when they were super small. Because like I said, we had four and five years. My oldest was five when our fourth one was born. Those days, literally, I was just trying to survive and yeah. get through the day. Yes. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Embrace that. You've got them that age one time. Mm-hmm. Spend as much time as you can with them. Um, soak it all up. They're in. They're growing so fast, and they're learning so much in such a short amount of time. And don't be hard on yourself. Don't be hard. You're always your worst critic. Yes. And you have expectations of yourself that are like way up here, mm-hmm. but nobody else has that expectation. That's right. We put we, that pressure. We put that on ourselves. Yeah. Mothers do that. And husbands out there, be a help to your helper. Yes. That's very important. I remember, again, during that season of life, uh, seeing you bear a lot of that weight and, and just finding ways that I could plug in and, and help carry the load. Uh, which is difficult a lot of times. Mm-hmm. At that time, you were yeah. stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. and I was having to rise early and stay out late, yeah. and there were lots of things happening in the way of ministry, but we still found ways to make it work. Yeah. And so, again, I encourage husbands out there, uh, you need to step up in that season. Mm-hmm. Find ways to help. And uh, I just encourage them to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I- I- again, next season, wh- where are we at now? Mm. This elementary years, I guess. Okay. Uh, is that what you was, or preteen type? Well, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm doing big strokes here. I'm jumping oh, okay. to this chapter Teenagers we're in right then? now. Okay. Uh, this season. Yeah. Um, appreciate what you can for, you know, the relationship. It's, it's different. Certainly. They're not little. You can't necessarily parent them the way you used to they learn to talk back in the teen years <laughs> so be patient the with that the bigger they get the, the bigger the problems <laughs> i'm just warning you moms of littles enjoy this time no i do enjoy my teenagers Absolutely. i really do certainly it is a different different um, season different season but it's great i, yeah, I do really very much enjoy it and that's important because like you're saying our lives are chapters yep and too oftentimes people, and we see it even in scripture. You know, I think back to Haggai when we did the study and the, the older folks remember the old temple and they were weeping because, oh, it's not as beautiful as it yep. once was. But the young generation that had worked and rebuilt the temple yep. were like, oh, it's glorious, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there was this kind of back and forth. And, and too oftentimes people live in the past. Yeah. And we can't live in the past. We need to live in the present. And and, and God comes to them in that moment and says, wasn't I with you when you came out of Exodus? Wasn't I in the old temple? Am I not in this new temple? Will I not be one day on this earth again in your presence? I mean, and so it's a reminder to all of us, embrace the now. Yes. Enjoy the season that you're in, regardless of what it is. Yes, it has its difficulties. Yes, there are the ups and downs. That's life. Yep. Love it. Embrace it. It's a gift. It it's is. a gift. It is. Be together every moment you, you can. can. Make the most That they'll of let you. Yep. That's well, true. even when they don't let you, just yeah. do it anyway. That's right. Be involved in their yeah. life anyway. It's okay to open that door and say, yep. come on, get in here. It's family yep. time. Yep. Eat at the table. Right. Oh, those are great. Yes. Um, wonderful. Wonderful Just spend times. as much time as you can because you're never going to get that back. That's true. 
So again, this Mother's Day, we want to say to all of our mothers out yep. there, Happy Mother's Day. Yep. We hope you're making the most of the day in this chapter. If, you, if you're listening, your mother's still alive, give her a call. Tell her you love her. Uh, for those whose mother's gone on to glory, uh, I know that you'll uh, look back on memories. I, I trust that in this case, you have fond memories. And, uh, and I've found that even re- that regardless, uh, we, we know that our listeners vary. There are some who've never had a mother involved in their life. Thank that person at church who's invested in you. Yeah, that's right. There's always that sweet old lady who's loved you and uh, who has been a mother to you. Yeah. You know, there, there are people that God places around us to bring us where we lack. Yeah. And that's the goodness of God. It's always on display. Yeah. Um, and that's just evident uh, throughout his creation. Uh, his, his grace is there. It rains on the just and the unjust. Yeah. And so... Again, take time today, uh, tell a mother you love them, and uh, again, uh, be appreciative of the season that you're in, Mm -hmm. the chapter you're in. Uh, Again, I wish we had a little more time. We could press on, but I know uh, we're going to have to wrap things up. Uh, And quite honestly, we don't have the experiential knowledge beyond this next chapter. I know. We're not grandparents or anything. Maybe some of you can write in, call in, listen, let us know. Uh, What can we expect in the next chapter? chapter in the next season of life well our time is up here we're going to call it a day remember if you've enjoyed season one of building blocks of a biblical marriage please let us know you can write to us at pastor at cbclagrange.org we'd love to hear your comments your feedback if you would like to see season two we'd love to hear from you Uh, also again uh, thank you for listening don't forget Remember what the Word of God tells us. We're living stones as believers. Therefore, if you're a living stone, go build something great. Have a blessed day and happy Mother's Day.